0: Welcome to episode one of Thrills, Kills, and Chills. My name is Allie. I am your host today, and every time if you listen to this. I apologize for any awkwardness during this episode, but I'm learning to feel more comfortable in front of a microphone. But I wanna talk about true crime, mystery, unsolved things, everything that excites me, basically, I wanna share with the world because the people around me are getting tired of me sharing it with them, and also, frankly, freaked out. So, I wanna talk to you today, or, you know, I wanna put out into the universe today, my opinion on things, uh, more specifically, I want to talk about the murders of Alan Leppard and Brenda Long, which is an unsolved case from the UK, from Kent and England. Um, yeah, let's get into it. I've poured myself a glass of wine. Feel free to do the same because we might need it. So let's get into the case. Alan and Brenda were a couple from Kent and they were killed only eight months apart. I'm gonna get into the timeline of things, what happened in those eight months between the murders. So buckle up. Easter Monday, 1991, it's the 1st of April, and 43-year-old Alan Lepper gets shot outside of his house in Moncton, which is near Ramsgate in Kent. Alan and Brenda shared this house, and I read in some places, which I thought was quite sad, that Alan actually died in Brenda's arms. Um, He was shot with a 12-bore shotgun in Moncton Lane, and apparently three weeks before the shooting, two men asked for Alan Leopard at the local pub, which is called the White Stag, the police made EFITs, which when I first read that, I didn't know what it was, so I googled it. And it's electronic facial identification technique. And also, the case was on Crime Watch, but nothing came of it. So, I guess you could say that Alan's case went cold. There was just Nothing really for the police to go on. They had no idea. They didn't think that Alan had any links to organized crime or anything in that direction. So I guess you could say that they were pretty clueless as to what could have possibly made someone, I guess, feel this way about him. Um, to give a little bit of background on Alan, He was a quantity surveyor. So I guess he would calculate the amount of building materials needed on site um, at constructions. So not really something people would consider to be a very dangerous job, I guess. So after Alan's death, Brenda Long moved to a flat in Gromwell Road in Whitstable or Whitstable? I'm guessing it's Whitstable. And yeah, she settled in there. And then on Christmas Day, 1991, Brenda was seen by her sister and on Boxing Day 1991, again spoke to her sister on the phone. But then on December 28th, 1991, Brenda Long's body is found in the bathtub of her flat. There was a suicide note. There was an empty pillbox in the tub and the police went, great, perfect, this is a suicide. We don't need to investigate anymore. So they brought the body to the coroner and the coroner was like, hold up, this is fishy. So the coroner's report actually showed that she had dietyl ether in her bloodstream and marks around her face and mouth, suggesting that someone had held a cloth over her face to make her unconscious. And then she was drowned in the tub. Now, for anyone that isn't great at chemistry like me, here's a quick definition of what diethyl ether or diethyl ether is straight from Wikipedia. So, you know it's the hard facts. I quote, diethyl ether or simply ether is an organic compound in the ether class with the formula c 2 h 5 2O, sometimes abbreviated as et ET, 2O. It's a colorless, highly volatile, sweet-smelling, extremely flammable liquid. It's commonly used as a solvent in laboratories and as a starting fluid for some engines. It was formerly used as a general anesthetic until non-flammable drugs were developed, such as halothane. It has been used as a recreational drug to cause intoxication. It is a structural esimer, isomer of butanol. So there we go. That is diethyl ether. So basically an anesthetic. She was made unconscious with an anesthetic and then was drowned in her bathtub. So the police were convinced that, I mean, as soon as they found out that it wasn't a suicide, the police was convinced that there was a connection as Brenda was a key witness in the Leopards' merger and was regularly updated on the investigation by the police because obviously she was involved. It was her, I think I said girlfriend before, but actually I've seen also in some places that they were engaged. So, you know, her sorry, her boyfriend or fiance, I guess, was the man that was killed. So obviously she wanted to know what was going on. Same as with Alan's case, actually, Brenda's case is still open today and the police have never even found a motive for these killings. There is hope that modern technology might bring the case forward, especially Brenda's case, because the fact that She was killed in her own home, and she must have been killed a lot more, I guess, personally or a lot more physically close. Obviously, there's hopes that, you know, with the way DNA testing works nowadays, that maybe we'll be able to find out more. But this is basically any of the hard facts that I could find, and I got these facts from the BBC, but... There's so much speculation surrounding this case because it's just super mysterious. So I went into a little Reddit rabbit hole and I want to share that information with you. Even though from here on out, obviously, all of this is purely speculative and unless the police finds out anything more, we'll probably never know. But here we go anyways. So reports saw a large, sorry, no, there were some reports that people saw a large white Cadillac-style American car in the village on the same evening as Alan Leopard's death. So, why was this car there? It's not a normal car to be driving around a small village in Kent, so it's a bit odd. There were rumors going on anyways at the time that, you know, Alan's death could have been a contract killing. Even though the police kind of dismissed those rumors saying, why would a contract killer use a shotgun? It's not very contract killery of them. Why would they drive a car that's so, you know, remember worthy? People would definitely remember it because it's not normal. You don't really fit in in a small city, a small town in Kent driving around in a big white Cadillac Escalade-style car. Um, I made up the fact that it was an Escalade-style car. I don't know what it was. It just says Cadillac-style car. Um, So would a contract killer really do that, I guess, is the question. And also, even if a contract killer would do that, why would someone want to have Alan killed? So on Reddit, I read a lot of reports that apparently on building sites, there's a lot of crime, organized crime rings sort of involved because a lot of times they make profits off of, you know, selling on leftover building material, I guess, and those kind of things. And, well, I don't really know why. There would be a lot of, organized crime involved in building but that's what I read on reddit and you know what you read on reddit is true so we're gonna go with it. but even if that were to happen what would someone in a job like Alan have to do with it and then again reddit had an answer to the question and that was well what if he just refused to order extra materials that the organized crime ring that was somehow involved in this specific building site could sell on for profit. Things like that could obviously piss people off. But the police don't really think that that's very realistic. They don't really have an issue with organized crime down in Kent. So it's not really something that the police ever looked into. I personally can't really imagine that, I mean, I don't know, the mob or any sort of mafia would really be that interested in someone with Alan's job if there were no other link except for the fact that he was a quantity surveyor. So I I don't really see it. But I do see because some people, obviously the police were like, oh, it wouldn't have been a contract killing because why would they drive around with a big American car? Why would they shoot him with a shotgun? And I read this on Reddit and I was like, you know what? That actually does make sense. Not that I think it was a contract killing. I don't know. I don't know what I think, but what would make sense, which this person on Reddit said was, well, if you drive around with a big white American car, in the middle of a small English village, really, are people really going to pay attention to who's inside the car? Because no one knows who was driving the car. No one has a description of who apparently drove this car through the village. No, people just paid attention to the car and went, what the hell is this car doing here? Sort of thing. So I guess in that case, okay, yes, maybe it's good to be super flashy on one side to not seem to make your face less memorable. It's like make your face less memorable than your outfit, I guess, type thing. So maybe that's what they were going for. And then the same user also said, as for the shotgun, maybe they used a shotgun because you wouldn't have any shells flying around or something like shotgun shells can't be used to trace back to the weapon afterwards. Um, So I guess, yeah, maybe it's just a super clever contract killer or on the other hand, maybe it's just a super amateur contract killer. Not every contract killer is like Bill Nye and Wild Target, right? The amount of people that probably can be used as contract killers based on providing them with things that they might want or need or anything like that. You know, it, it doesn't have to be like a super professional because how many people actually know a professional contract killer? Or how to find one. Wouldn't it be much easier to go up to someone that you're like, hey, I'll give you 50 grand for killing this person. Maybe this, you know, person is in dire need of 50 grand. So, I don't know. But there's another theory, which I don't want to talk about too much because I don't think it's it's fair as there's, like, no proof on it and I don't want to slander some poor man. Um, Another theory was that Brenda's ex um, whose name I'm not going to say, may have either tried to hire or may have hired a contract killer to kill Alan and then killed Brenda himself or anything like that. So the rumor is that apparently there's mixed reports about who saw Brenda last, her sister or this ex-boyfriend or ex-partner. Um... But I didn't find anything about that in the actual, like, hard facts bit or on any of the BBC reports that I read. So I, I don't know how much weight that can be given. But, yeah, people say that, oh, maybe this man was the last person to have seen Brenda alive. And apparently also Brenda started seeing Alan and Brenda met Alan when she was still with this partner. And, you know, this could be a whole just jealous ex-partner situation easily solved type thing i mean not so not easily solved obviously because it's unsolved but you know like oh that's that's the obvious kind of reason or obvious kind of explanation i guess but if this person you know just wanted to get rid of alan then he would have done that so why also do it to brenda i just don't know i think i mean obviously there are statistics that kind of say, "Oh, it's always you know, a partner, an ex partner, something like that." But the fact that oh, I just think, I just think it—he'd be found found out by now. I just, don't, I imagine, you know, being an ex partner and, and having obviously been in contact with Brenda, I'm pretty sure the police would have spoken to this person. So I can't really imagine that he wouldn't have been found out by now. The case is still open, like on the BBC report. First of all, the guy, um, the police detective that was in charge of it back in the 90s, he's now retired, but he's still actually actively, I guess, working on this case with the detectives that are responsible for it now. And when someone puts that much like heart and soul into trying to solve something, I'm sure the ex-boyfriend would have not been left out. So I just don't know. I'm completely blank on what could have possibly happened. I don't want to believe it was a contract killing because it seems a little bit out of the blue. If it was the partner, the ex-partner, I feel like we would know by now The police are sure that it's linked, though, in which case it's got to be something that's got to do with both. I just don't know. I just don't know, and it's driving me crazy. I want to know. I guess for me, I guess the the most realistic approach would be through whatever, for whatever, Alan got involved with, something dodgy and Either he was like I don't want to do this anymore or he was like I'm gonna rat or snitch and Whoever he was involved with was like, okay, well then we've got to get rid of you and Not like a big contract killing type thing. Just you know them uh right. Okay, then we're just gonna you know off him type thing and then with Brenda, maybe You know, she was obviously involved. She wanted to know about the investigations. Maybe she did some of her own sleuthing and snooping around and maybe she got too close. And so they decided that they were going to get rid of her too. I mean, the question, I guess that leads me to think that it must have been something personal is why? Why was Brenda's death? Why were they trying to fake a suicide for her? But with him, it was basically a drive-by. That's a bit odd to me, personally. I just don't... Yeah, I just don't know why they would do that. I mean, maybe they thought it would be an easy way out to be like, oh, grieving widow or whatever. Um, And... They thought they weren't going to test the body if it, like, obviously looked like a suicide. I also could find absolutely nothing, which I find very frustrating. I could find absolutely nothing on whether that suicide note was actually written by Brenda. So, like, was she forced to write this before she was killed? Like, I don't know because I don't know who wrote the suicide note. That's something I want to know. But maybe that's something that the police isn't saying because they're like, well, that would be, like, insider knowledge and, you know, we need that. So, yeah. Yeah. I guess. I guess that's it. Because I can't think of anything else that could have possibly been. Every even my own theory, everything just seems unlikely to me. Yet this happened. So I don't know. That's it, I guess. That's it for today. Thank you for listening if anyone has. Um and Yeah, I'll be uploading every two weeks, so if you're interested on hearing more of me, check back in two weeks. Bye!